This is Frame of Reference, a podcast where two homeschooling parents unpack our perspectives on varying topics related to parenting, education, and the absolute fuckery of our nation. I'm Takesha, and this is... Yes, she, her. And my pronouns are she, her as well. Um, okay, so we're going back into our topics of what's going on, our, our segments. I don't know if we really officially but so anything that we could um tell people that's going on with us right now um we have the art expo which is coming up on april the 7th mm-hmm. is that a seven that is a seven on april the 7th so the kids that want to participate can reach out to us and let us know. Um, right now, I think the plan is for it to be in Somerset, mm-hmm. New Jersey. Uh, and we're asking kids to submit no more than five uh, works. Uh, and if you're interested in that, you can reach out to us through one of the various mediums in the show notes are there any um guidelines for it no right we We do have some but more than we need to go into no so okay reach out to us we'll send you the email with the details and we can go from there um what else do we have we have an interview coming up on the blog later this week i think oh nope sometime in march and then we have one in april um and if anybody's interested in that doing that going forward they can also shoot me an email Mm -hmm. what else do we have coming up we've got movie day though by the time you hear this this it may be movie day so (laughs) give or take Probably have one in April. It's usually, I think we've been doing the third or fourth Friday. Yeah, I highly Um, recommend in the winter months. But since we never actually had winter, I can roll on right into April. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend just follow because you do you update your calendar. That's related Mm -hmm. to unconventionally brown. So if you really want to know what's going on and not rely on when we record versus when we post the recordings, I would make sure you check that out and again that is true i usually try and update the weekend before um the month starts so usually the april calendar will probably be up the weekend of march 28th 29th um and so the week the usually every month the weekend before i try and get what's available at that time up on the calendar and then i update throughout the month so if we add things Um, I don't think we have a park day for April on the calendar yet, but no, no, I think think we did the first quarter. Now we have to like plan out the next three months for some things. Um, cause we do our mom's nights out and all the other stuff that we're trying to make sure we have, um, our movie days turn into more park days, basically. Mm. What else is going on? Uh, we did a library haul, library trip, I think two separate times. Well, no, we did 
a library hall. The kids and I went and got a bunch of stuff. And then uh, my husband picks up stuff for us um, that we put on hold at the library in Manhattan. And he ended up coming back with a ton of books. We did not, I don't think, usually post the library halls on our Instagram. I don't think we did this time. Um, we have a almost Pi Day event coming up. So we were focusing on math books. So we did get a lot of math books um, Neil picked up for us. So maybe I will try and get those together and take a picture of those at least and get them on the IG. I will do that because we have a we have a couple like Zero the Hero and then I have 789. So we have numbers. Oh, we books. get that one too. Yeah. yeah. And we'll pull out some of those. But oh, damn it. Then I do have to go to the library to make sure that I'm prepared for Pi Day because... All right, my phone is blowing up and it's distracting me. So sorry if you see me like pause and all that stuff. Um, I, uh, yeah. so what am I reading right now? I got for myself raising human beings. I think to expand upon um, what we were talking about or what we we're reading about in simplicity mm -hmm. parenting. I saw. Um, some articles shared or recommendations shared in some groups about uh, Ross Green, who I was unfamiliar with, mm -hmm. um, but being linked or referred to in the same vein as um, Kim John Payne. So mm -hmm. I am going to start that this week. I also picked up Sutton Paravano's um, a family of readers. Um, just we do pretty good at finding books that suit us and suit our family, but it's um, it says that it is a book lover's guide to children and young adults literature. So I will spend some time flipping through that in the next couple weeks. And then I just got a delivery while we were sitting here of uh, Draw Paint Sparkle. So it's creative projects from an elementary art teacher. So I've seen a few people recommend this. So we're going to spend some time exploring this over the next couple weeks. I will say as we've been preparing for the art expo, uh, my little one in particular has seen her, has had a confidence boom in uh, their artistic abilities. But I think that's all that's going on with us. Oh, at the end of the month, I have a blog post coming up, going up about free range parenting. So if that's your jam, you can look forward to that, though I expect there to be a lot of pushback on that because, you know, we're in the media age where we like to think that kidnappings have been on the rise. <laughs> All right. I'm hoping my phone doesn't make any more dings. Oh, shit. All right. So, I don't know. Too many cooks in the kitchen and everybody not on the same page. I am tired of some of this stuff. Come on. Okay, now I'm turning the volume off my phone because it's ridiculous. Mm. Looks like my 
I don't know if they've left the driveway yet, but they're, my family's on their way to a hike. And it was taking them an extra long time to get out of here. <laughs> This is cute. So to look through that art book. Um, let me see. What did we get? We got watercolor in me, watercolor with me in the forest by Dana Fox. We picked that mm -hmm. up from the library early in the week. We've been using that to uh, help us with some things. But yeah, I guess I will just do a, a quick, at least of the math books on the IG. Mm. Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm. Okay, my kids are all... Yo, I snuck out, dipped out, just check out what's going on out there. Sometimes when I take a shower, I have to have the door open so I can hear what's going on. My husband is in a whole ass shower with the music blasting, and the kids are just upstairs chilling. I'm like, why is this not... <laughs> Something that I can achieve on my, I mean, I guess I could close the door, but sometimes like, it don't, it doesn't feel the same. It feels like he has a little more like alone time for some things than, anyway, fun times. Uh, um, I did, uh, you said something. I can't believe, I'll tell you my, I got excited one in one breath at some point about being able to remember things and then I get back to the point of not remembering saying this because I'm too distracted. That's why I just turned my phone off so you guys can have my undivided attention in this conversation. Um, oh, your blog. So you currently have Somebody a just RSVP to one of our events and I just roll my eyes. Oh, uh, girl. I don't <laughs> understand. I, I'm, I'm ready to get Don't get me wrong. Listen, we want y'all to show up, but some of y'all just RSVP just for the sake of RSVPing, knowing full and well that you are, <laughs> we want you to and show some up. of you has RSVP to everything we've ever had, and we still have never met you once. Mm -hmm. So we want you to <laughs> we want you to show up. RSVPing is not enough. <laughs> we want you to show up, point blank. But also, we also don't want you to waste our time. I can't stand. I did so if I'm going to like like what we have like what we're going to have things coming up like when mom's night out or something like that like if we go to an actual space we are RSVPing a table reserving a table for the amount of people who are RSVP who have RSVP'd yes so if I say I'm getting a table for 10 and three people show up don't I look like a jackass <laughs> you know like just be considerate show up and be considerate treat people the way you would like to be treated when you're organizing something and people don't fuck show up maybe sorry my bad um but so um, maybe i should pull it up what is this post um you have on that we can touch on a little bit um unless you want to do a whole different discussion on your post uh somewhere else but i, I just like that you know we can uh, i'm trying to remember the name of your um blog <laughs> there it is <laughs> Um, oh, now Google has a little suggestion for black trees. Oh, never mind. Um, so Shanice did a blog post about uh, suggestions on how you can 
engage with people as a homeschooler that doesn't require you joining a co-op. Um, uh, can you provide a little background as to why this is a response? Like, what have we been seeing in groups? Oh, so anytime people decide they're going to homeschool or move into homeschooling, um, they seem to fall back on requesting co-ops, information on co-ops. They want to know what the co-ops are. And it's not, it doesn't seem to be, rather, looking to join a co-op for the sake of joining a co-op. It doesn't look like, it doesn't appear to be. And I say appear to be after engaging with enough people to know. Um, that you're interested in like the artistic activities that you want to make sure that you have something to go to every week so that you mm -hmm. don't get too bogged down into any one thing. It is, I'm looking for a co-op as the intermediary between school and homeschooling. And that's not how most co-ops work. What, and what is a co-op or what, how should a co-op function or... How do they just a it? cooperative it's a group of people to getting together to homeschool to do sir it doesn't have to be homeschooling but mm -hmm. in this context to homeschool a specific day for a specific time frame on any number of things so some co-ops are academic so you're going to come and we're going to do algebra from 10 to 3 on mondays and then we're going to follow that up with a break and then we're going to do mm -hmm. i don't know chemistry lab from two to five mm -hmm. um some people do co-ops is we're going to spend this day typically the day is somewhere between 10 and three um most co-ops that i've seen in new jersey generally fall but sometime between 10 and three some are earlier some are later mm -hmm. that's the standard um and during that time, we're going to do a mix of things. We might do dance for a little while. Then we're going to do experiments for a little while. Then we're going to do music or art or whatever. Um, and then you can get into like religious co-ops and academic co-ops and um, play-based co-ops and mm -hmm. anything that you want, right? What they're not going to do is handle all of the educating so that you can say that you're homeschooling, have somebody else do this, mm -hmm. and then just be done. That's not how they work. Mm -hmm. But that is typically what people are looking for, particularly new people mm -hmm. to homeschooling that are looking for co-ops. And a lot of co-ops also on the flip end aren't things that you can just casually join in like randomly. right so any decent co-op is mm -hmm. going to have a set of rules they're going to have maybe an application or joining process a commitment they are going to have expect some level of commitment mm -hmm. they are going to um, outline behavior what the day looks like they mm -hmm. are going to have a plan in place that it's not that you find out about a co-op on monday and by thursday you have joined the co-op yeah. Most of the time, that is not how that works. Mm -hmm. um, also, when you're joining the co-op, you are planning to provide some level 
of engagement. Now, for some co-ops, that means you're actually teaching a class or assisting teaching a class. For mm -hmm. other co-ops, that means that you are paying for a certain amount of things. You are cleaning up or setting up mm -hmm. um, any combination of things. So you are involved in some way. Yeah. And some of those, when they're in like off other spaces, they have to get like like insurance and stuff to like. Right. So like there's all different variations of this. Um, there is a squirrel outside that I am like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you also have to be aware of what you're interested in to what your needs are, right? Mm -hmm. Because in outside of all of that, what type of co-op, whatever it is, it is a group, it is a social group of people. So just because this exists doesn't mean that these are going to be your people, that you're going to mm -hmm. click, that they're going to want you there, that they're going to mm -hmm. like your child, like all of these things. Um, you can create a social environment and even an academic environment for mm -hmm. your child with a group of people in a way that does not involve a co-op that is low commitment, that mm -hmm. is low cost, yeah. that is um, maybe specific to the needs of your child in a way that a general co-op is not going to be right off the back. And you can find, we've joined co-ops off and on throughout the years. Um, we were already homeschooling for a few years before we started going, joining co-ops. Anybody mm -hmm. that knew me in those early years knew that I was absolutely unwilling to even pretend to engage in a conversation about co-ops. Mm. It wasn't happening. I don't. And this is a big part of why. Um, but we've always done group things. Mm -hmm. Um with lots of different people that have been open to people. And so, and the thing about that too, is that if you're having something that is not a co-op, it's low commitment. So if you show up one day to test it out, because we're going to be at the park or we're going to be mm -hmm. wherever for this one thing and you don't like it or it doesn't work for you, that's completely fine. Yeah. If you show up for this one thing and you love it, that's fine too. Then you can hop on in and get right down and, and there's not barriers in place to prevent you from having the kind of impact or involvement that you want to have either. Mm -hmm. So that's what, where that piece came from. And I think it says something like seven, yeah, I have seven suggestions. When you get into it, each of those seven suggestions have lots of other like, specific ideas mentioned. Yeah. In it. So there's much more than seven. So it's called Seven Group Activities for Homeschoolers, and the parentheses says none of them are co-ops. So yeah, you do a great list. Um, I think it reflects a lot of our experiences as homeschoolers um, within community. It, to me, it just highlights the importance of being within like community with other homeschoolers and not just joining a Facebook group. And thinking that that will suffice um, and you know getting out of your comfort zone and all those jazz so find that article on unconventionally brown um, let us know you found it give some feedback we can talk about it in more detail if that's something you want if you want us to describe some of the different things that were listed um, like literally I can attest that we've done a lot of these things um, together. <laughs> that would be, you know, very helpful for you to join in that way. 
Um, and like I said, if you, it would be great. Cause I don't, I don't have, think we have a good assessment of how many people like actually enjoy some of this, these details. So I think dropping a line, um, letting us know your feedback would be great. Um, so that will lead us into, I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add on that, but, um, uh, no, I mean, if there's something else that you would like to see on the blog or you mm -hmm. or something we talk about on the podcast that you would like to hear or read in more depth, mm -hmm. you can um, send me an email either at the unconventionally brown. I think there's a contact us space or uh, I, on the IG, we check yeah, that regularly too. True. Yeah. And yeah, and we have, um, oh man, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Um, Usually all that's listed in the show notes too. Yeah, I think, oh, that's what I keep leaving out. Um, so you have done tons of ways of contacting us. There is the attachment for the podcast. Um, I do have a, another email address that I linked this all to, and that's called Keisha blog at gmail.com and Keisha with a Q. So Q I S H A blog, B L O G at gmail.com. If you have questions. Oh, that's what we're going So we did um, what our episode two, we did some questions that we kind of found but we would really like to answer questions we would like for people to submit things thoughts things that um you want to reflect on or or maybe you have an alternating opinion i'm not opposed to exploring other perspectives on things as long as they're not problematic and undermining other people's like humanity or whatever but yeah um and also you know there's all other things but yeah i think that it's fine to add in other perspectives on things. We'll read different things. I'm not opposed to reading something if somebody doesn't agree with us. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, we have topic for today. Um, Shanice, I don't know if you want to kind of introduce, because I don't know if I do a good job of describing what we wanted to talk about today as far as therapy or whatever the um, term is. Um, well... <laughs> why don't you tell us what what brought it up and we'll go from there well no that's what i'm saying i don't know um because <laughs> i know in our notes we had gender therapy right is that the one yeah um, um i don't remember why we have that on our list um i know that when we first started talking about it i there was something specific that I can't remember what it was, oh, but see, there was something yeah. specific that you <laughs> had come up, but the conversation that uh -huh. we ended up talking about was how, Oh, you can go to therapy for a lot of things, but oh, yeah. being queer in any way is not necessarily one of them. Okay. Just because you or your child is queer does not mean that is, that is not a reason to go to therapy. If you want to go to therapy, which I encourage most people to do in general. If you want to go to therapy just to maintain yourself, to improve yourself, to make sure you're straight, to talk out things, that's great. But just like we're not saying you're, you need to go to therapy because you're a woman. Mm -hmm. 
or you're not, you need to go to therapy because you're black or you're Puerto Rican or whatever, being queer is not automatically a reason why you need help. Mm-hmm. Although I could say, um, uh, not although, but your experiences surrounding your identity could be therapy, but not because you have that identity. Maybe. Yeah. Um, not always. Yeah. Um, not always. Yeah. Right. So it's <laughs> not every it's black person needs therapy because they're things black. That yeah. we seem to say to people immediately, like my. If we so one of the things that comes up in groups a lot is right like my child or my husband or my sister or whatever has come out to me or they've come out to somebody else close to me Mm -hmm. and I know or I hope that that means it's coming to me soon that they're going to come out to me soon Mm -hmm. Um, and I want to be prepared what should I do and the answer pretty often is make sure they're in therapy really okay why is that without without any context right because because they think that oh somebody because gay the thing is that if you're gay or if you're um expressing your you sure and i'm not trauma. i don't even know that it's coming from a malicious place but mm. That needs to be explored a lot. Yeah, I have heard that people think that most gay people they're there that way because somebody touched them, and it's like, ah. <laughs> I know a lot of people who have been touched and who aren't gay, and also people who are gay who have never like it's just ah, I don't know if you want to start that, but I I I do think um you know we had a conversation about trans people or whatever, and I did have a conversation recently with somebody who was telling me about their um non-binary gender fluid uh, no non-binary child who was um in therapy because they were thinking about maybe transitioning and they were debating i'm planning on getting top surgery and in my head i was like you know whenever you get into surgeries i did have this like instinct of like have they been did they have to talk to someone i have therapy beforehand or whatever um but on the flip side, I think we also talked about me saying that about my mom who was going to have a surgery a lot, been like getting like, you know, for her weight or whatever. Like, I feel like she needed to go through therapy at first. Well, usually that, yeah. is, a re- usually yeah. that is a requirement. Of- so I could see having therapy for certain reasons, but like not just be like, oh, my child told me they like, like he likes boys. I'm going to put him in therapy. Like, what? okay, because <laughs> he can't like boys. And I just, yeah. Or... You know, like I said, when it comes to surgery, like I remember, um, it was physical therapy, not like uh, psychological therapy, like debating on having a breast reduction and needing to like do some type of therapy. And I feel like if you have a dysphoria or if your body, like you're challenged with your body, like it's okay to go to therapy. But if your sexual orientation doesn't sound so much like something that needs to be explored in therapy unless you're having a child and grappling with it yourself. But just on the flip, the off chance of having that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm thinking, I'm trying to process this and figure out why it's such a trend these days. Um, 
Well, there's yeah. also that there's st there are states that are still in the process or the places that are still in the process of exploring and banning gender, like gender uh, and sexuality mm -hmm. in terms of conversion therapy. Oh, yeah. And hmm, I, don't, I don't understand why, but I mean, I understand why, but. So we talked to, I was. Yeah, no. So I was thinking, um, you know, you think about like celebrities who have to, who don't have to, but who make public statements on behalf of their children since people consider them to be public property along with the celebrity. And I'm like, what if it had to be required on the other, like not required, but what if on the other end, like celebrities are saying like, my daughter's come out as straight. She likes boys at like nine years old. And people, I feel like people aren't going to be like, is she, she's too young to be liking boys. Um, how do you know that she's well, into, you know, <laughs> because then it's funny because we're so like, I mean, if she was 13, then it'd be a whole different story. And if, you know, like, um, you have like what T.I. over there talking about how he's managing his children and all this other stuff. But then we start and we sexualize children like, oh, he's so, he's going to be a lady. So look at, that's my boyfriend over there. My little boyfriend who's like two, like, it's like, I don't understand. What are like <laughs> to me? It feels like you need more therapy <laughs> than you know, like oh the um the shirts, the onesies that people have for their little babies. Um, I'm not gonna talk about that one on Amazon that was a problem for what was it? Um, yeah, the one for the girls that was just I don't understand why people. I just is there any one? <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, I feel like the vast majority of them are problematic. But no, I was thinking of the one that was Daddy's whore or something like mm. that. And I was just like, what? What? <laughs> what? Who? How? Yeah, that's all I because I don't even understand how we get here. But yeah, it's just it's just little things like. So whenever I see like I am not part of the LGBTQI a community i do not identify as queer or anything but when they start talking about the straights have issues i'm like yes they do <laughs> like it's confusing i don't understand how our society but like i don't get it like all these things that we normalize all of the uh backwards like i do not understand it and then well you know what goes a long way to do that and this is mm -hmm. one of the things that i get annoyed with right like in if we're gonna have a meeting in uh safe space right mm -hmm. safe space quote unquote yeah we're gonna do the pronouns we're gonna do things we're gonna ask the questions but if we're going to shop right and we're meeting somebody or somebody's introducing us to their friend um if somebody comes up to you and say oh hey how have you been blah blah, blah. like you know we're catching up this is my friend jennifer you're not gonna, most people are not reaching their hand out to shake Jennifer's hands um, and introduce yourself and be, and go, oh, you know, hi, Jennifer, nice to meet you. I'm Takesha, she, her, what are your pronouns, right? But like, those are the things that we need to be doing, like in a shared space, a, a sacred space, private space. Yeah, sure, fine. But those are not the things that matter. Like, I understand little things matter for people 
um, who don't necessarily get to feel seen mm -hmm. in most places. But one of the ways that we can ultimately make them feel seen is to make everybody answered the same way like equal playing field we right so like it's great that we are doing that when we're having these deep meaningful conversations but it rings hollow for me mm -hmm. if we're not doing that out on the street if we're not doing that in shop right if we're not yeah. doing that and you might have to explain but i think it's fine to explain and hold space for an answer yeah and let people know like i think it's completely fine for people to be caught unaware and be confused and you have mm -hmm. to explain it to them but I think it's fine to explain it to them and be like, so now what are your pronouns? Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to answer the question. Yeah, I, I, I had that conversation with somebody about um, in a group about trying to create like a forum and that being one of the questions and them kind of being confused and not, I don't want to say they were really pushing back, but needing like, oh, I don't understand the pronoun thing. Okay, well, um, you may not understand it, but I still think it's about, you know, there's value in it. But then... Speaking about, um, we talked about Marsha's play, um, and the uh, what I think uh, the same uh, another episode or whatever they had they talked about how trans people push back on that like I'm not doing pronouns because you already know, uh, and it's like so people of the community like how do you rectify that like if you are in the presence of somebody but that's who what is, we but see and here's the thing. It depends on how you want to answer that question that time. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not playing games with you, right? Mm -hmm. We had this conversation. Well, that's the... And that we was... had this conversation in our last episode. Mm -hmm. Like, you ask me how you look in a dress, I'm going to tell you how you look in a dress. Fair. If you that don't is... want to hear the answer, you shouldn't ask the question. Mm -hmm. So if you're now putting it on me, mm -hmm. right, to, to, say, to, yeah. to assume what we look like, then you can't get mad at the answer. If I answer, it, because well, there's plenty of people that was their point in the poll. The there that, are plenty of people who mm -hmm. oh, I don't know if they have funhouse mirrors at home or what, but I'm sure when they leave the house, they think they look the best. Mm -hmm. And then I see you at Shoprite, and my husband and I are nudging us, nudging each other like, "What the hell? What is with that?" lace front what is with this outfit where did they get them shoes? Like, uh, i left my house on thursday came to chuck and cheese to meet y'all and i was like i look like my kids dress and i do it too believe me but, <laughs> but when i leave the house looking a mess mm -hmm. i know i left the house looking a mess mm -hmm. but also when i leave the house looking a mess mm -hmm. i know that there are certain friends that when i see them they're gonna be like what the hell is happening here mm -hmm. like, what is what is going on today <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's something to say, like, if you're meeting a Jennifer at the moment, and um, my name is Jennifer, you know, that's a, um, but we're getting into, it's 2020. I don't know. Like, you could be fluid. You could want me to use Z, they. It's also whatever. bullshit, right? Because mm -hmm. trans shit aside, there's a whole population of people who have been uh, ignored, misgendered, mis- identified mm -hmm. treated poorly because they are quote-unquote ugly mm -hmm. because they're fat mm -hmm. because remember oh. fat women are not women yeah. well, um because they have any sort of scar because they mm -hmm. of how they wear their hair mm -hmm. or maybe they don't have hair by choice 
Mm -hmm. or maybe they don't have hair, not by choice. Mm -hmm. So there's all of these different variations that left to anybody. And that's outside of transness um, or um, gender identity or even the binary, right? That's just Mm -hmm. people who look different than someone else thinks or wants them to look how and you're outlining how you wish to be identified and this is a big part of why for a long time i said like i am ambivalent about pronouns i've not made that had any secrets with that i believe on this podcast i've said it many times it's because i'm also a big woman i'm a plus size i'm a fat woman i don't have a problem with saying fat i know a lot of y'all get uncomfortable i'm a fat woman i've been a fat woman um, for long periods of my life at different periods of my life. I've also been a very thin person, a uh, woman at different periods of my life and my adult life. And um, there's also been lots of writing and think pieces on this concept as well. Um, I know that Ashley, um, who is now going by Hunter, has written some amazing pieces about how the fat body is not feminine or is not seen as feminine. So I've been misgendered intentionally or not intentionally. However, mm-hmm. depending on the person, I guess, um, most of my adult life based on the fact that I'm fat and no other thing. Which doesn't make sense. No, but like, so mm-hmm. what you see is not as irrelevant because you see what you want to see. And if you think mm-hmm. that all fat that women are not fat, then mm-hmm. that means you see me as whatever. Yeah. Like, and it also goes by lots of complicated things. That, and yeah. if your pronouns are that, if you look one way, but you may not identify with that. I have a mm-hmm. child that is gender fluid and non-binary and you, depending on the day, you may see one thing or the other and they may not answer to either of those. So, mm-hmm. And you always have the right to refuse to answer the question, but then that opens up for me to say whatever I want to say or refer however I want to refer because you've put that in my lap. Mm -hmm. But if we're making it all equal. Right. But I feel like this is the thing. We're not making it equal the way we're going about it. We're We're saying in this space, in this space, we're trying to make things as equitable as we can Mm -hmm. But when we leave this space, that's not necessary. So it sounds like it's almost like the safety pin, right? Yes, Me as somebody who I so. consider to be an ally, I'm using the pronouns to tell you that I'm a safe space. But if I'm not doing that amongst cis people to make it more normalized, then the weight is not really, you know, doesn't really carry over that well. And that also doesn't mean that just because I'm using the pronouns, you're going to feel safe with me. I'm explaining this because it makes, just in case some people don't understand what I mean by a safety pin analogy. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, um, so I guess I'll go back a little more. I don't mind exploratory comma here and there. <laughs> so safety pin, if anybody doesn't know what a safety pin is, is that in the height of Trump's bullshit or racism in America in general, at some point, white people were wearing safety pins. I don't know. Maybe they still do it. Um, wearing safety pins as a as a way of claiming that they're safe, a safe space. So I am a safe person for you to engage with. 
And yet that sounds kind of, I don't know, passive. Like it's not really doing anything. It doesn't really do anything for the person you're trying to hold safe space if your actions aren't matching up to that and if you're not holding safe space wherever like we also talked in the previous episode about having safe making sure that spaces are safe for us to join in 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 a multitude of ways so i mean i can see how using she her pronouns can be um you know kind of lackluster i guess in a way <laughs> if you're not really do putting more action into it yeah all right that's an interesting thought process getting into that it's always good um i feel like like i like as a cis woman getting into this like Here's all the these other. different intricacies of gender and stuff makes me feel like I'm a white woman. Well, <laughs> it's like how to understand, how to perform thing. the allyship in the right way. I don't know a lot of stuff, but it's good to have these. Here's the other thing. If I, if you meet with me on Tuesday mm-hmm. and the pronouns are she, her, and we see each other at dinner on Friday and they are they, them, or he, his, or none, or Z, or Zed, mm-hmm. or whatever, then you just gonna have to deal with the fact that today mm-hmm. these are the pronouns. Hey, you know, I don't and the pushback on a lot. Don't owe you. I also don't understand the pushback on the they. Like the whole idea that oh, they is a plural word. I'm not gonna use that. You're an idiot. Like you're such an idiot because what do you use? What what um, pronoun do you use when you don't know somebody's gender? they right when i was pregnant with a baby that nobody knew the gender of we referred to the baby as they if we were saying something about what's happening in my they are they're kicking it like you can do that it's possible like the pushback on things that are just so mundane annoy the fuck out of me <laughs> like come on you can you can meet somebody where they are if your kid and i hate when they do this for analogies for gender people but uh, when when they're um, kids against gender but if your kid said i'm a fire truck today or i'm spider-man today you play you you play along you give them that space to be whatever they want to fucking be so even for the adults you should just be like if somebody um wants to change their name or but we do it up, whatever, with everything right so like we had to follow Puffy on P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Puffy Combs. <laughs> what was another one? Like, we followed that. We called, we referred to Prince as a symbol. Y'all call R. Kelly Pied Piper. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> like, come that was on. Awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I'm saying, like, we do it for a lot of things and it gets done. People do a multitude of things. Who the fuck? I don't understand why it's such a big deal. I don't even care if it's like, well, I'm their mama. I named them whatever. Whatever. Although I Right, but that is the point. <laughs> you named them. You named a person you did not know, mm-hmm. did not have any experience of. Mm-hmm. You decided you knew who this person was going to be before they even really existed in the world. Mm-hmm. So you need to accept that you fucked up. <laughs> just own it yeah. just own it <laughs> i do remember um getting mad when i was pregnant when my mother-in-law wanted to 
give my kids nicknames or something. And I was like, no, we are calling them such and such. Well, not pregnant. I guess I had the babies by then. <laughs> the pushback on that. But I'm like, I understand a little bit of the ridiculousness of that now. But I also push back on this whole entitlement of like grandparents thinking that because they're the grandparent, they get to do whatever they want. But whatever. <laughs> That's beside the point. But I don't know. There's just a lot of things we just have to learn to let go of. It's just... It's just exhausting. Somebody is blasting music outside. I don't know if y'all can hear that. So, in uh, other news, unless you have more on that topic. <laughs> no, we're... I have in my Amazon cart. I know, Amazon is the devil. But I've been really good <laughs> about putting things in my Amazon cart and then buying them elsewhere. Mm. But because it's connected to everything, it's, hard. it's an easy way to like dump things to find them later. So I usually just have like 60 things in my Amazon cart. And even if I end up buying from Amazon, I'm only buying two of those things, but it's like a placeholder for yeah. everything else, especially cause I hate Pinterest. Why but- are all the good um, <laughs> operating systems all trash? Like Facebook, I like the way it operates, but I can't stand Like, why is it that? <laughs> so this Go book on. came up in my, conversation with someone i can't remember the details of earlier in the week and i just saw it again earlier today when we were looking for the author of the other book um how to talk to your kids about pornography mm. Mm. by educate and empower kids um it seems to have good reviews. It is not religiously affiliated, which is a big issue with a lot of the books available on this topic. So I'm excited to look at that. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah. <laughs> I know it came up before. Yeah. Um, if you want to put a I can put a link with in the- kids that are having more screen access Mm. Um, i I can put it in the notes if you want to send it to me send the link to me uh um but in light of our art conversation or our art expo coming up we talked about that a little bit at the beginning i want to also make clear as we um start talking about this a little bit that all nudity is not pornography Mm. Okay, so let's just let that wash over us for a minute, okay? <laughs> All nudity Nipples. is not pornography. A, show, a little nipple here and there. <laughs> a female nipple over a male nipple. Breastfeeding is not pornographic. What about a non-binary nipple? How does that work? <laughs> art. Most art is not pornographic. There are art. There is art that depicts sex. Mm-hmm. and sexual acts that art is pornographic mm-hmm. there is art that depicts bodies bodies are not porn- pornography a body mm-hmm. in movement a body static a body present mm-hmm. does not pornography make mm-hmm. so I wish we could just have accept those things let them wash on over Mm-hmm. And then maturely and reasonably have those conversations with their children. Mm-hmm. 
it's like the um you know if you see a body on the screen you like cover your kids eyes real quick so they don't have to witness <laughs> or what about, a nude, what about a nude of beach? affection what about a nude beach is that pornography no it's not <laughs> people having sex on a nude beach pornography <laughs> What about a little people girl? kissing? Not pornography. What people about a, holding hands? Not pornography. Hugging? A, not pornographic. What <laughs> like, about an eight-year-old kid running in the backyard with no shirt on? Is that pornography? Um, two perverts, maybe. Like I don't. <laughs> like I don't. Uh, outside yeah. of that, no. Yeah. It's not. Sexual. Everything is not sexual. Um, so I am looking forward to this book, but this has been a, something that's come up a lot lately too. Everything new yeah. is not. And also, so I was sec I checked, I did check our little text message back exchange. And I think I talked about gender expression, me having a discussion wrapped up in here. That's also not pornography or I mean, not, um, sexual, your gender expression. No, not at all. Um, even if you like boys, that's uh, and you're you are a boy. That's also not um, sexual. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> being non-binary and liking, uh, being gender fluid, um, liking, pan, being pansexual or whatever. Those are, I mean, that does have sexual in the title. So never mind that one. But <laughs> um, but yeah, like liking other people and talking about who you have an interest in doesn't mean you're ready to strap up and get into bed with somebody. I think it's fine um, to say I am uncomfortable with my child seeing a penis or seeing a vagina or seeing mm -hmm. the full human body Mm -hmm. um, unclothed. That's fine. If that doesn't mm -hmm. work for your family, that's fine. You may mm -hmm. want to skip out on most museums and mm -hmm. lots of other things. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you can say that and understand that that is not pornographic. It is just something that you are uncomfortable with. Mm -hmm. And lean into that part. <laughs> this makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> and why? But yeah. Uh, well, I think we are. We got another one in the <laughs> in the books. I think I I need to go feed myself. Um, I am curious about our next um, conversations. I look forward to having in person conversations. I think you all should too. It's fun to tell. Again, it's fun to tell us that you enjoy listening to us. If you hear something. You can, uh, I don't, I don't, okay. Like or subscribe, do those things. Uh, I want to tell you to give us what kind of ratings to give us or anything, but you can start to do that. We are lacking in the promotional department. So you could tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend if you want, it would be great. Again, drop us a line. Let us know how you feel about what we're talking about. Um, hit us up with a question. It doesn't have to be specific to homeschool relating. That's just what we do on a regular basis. Um, if you have an alternative perspective you want us to check out or listen to something or read something just don't make it be like 25 pages because i ain't gonna read it um but yeah let us know um and we'll see you on the 
Yeah, well, you'll hear us soon, or I guess, until next time. <laughs>